I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. There's a place where all of your dreams come true. Hello, my cherubs, and welcome to the first ever episode of Vicky's World. I really hope you enjoy the show. Please subscribe, tell your friends, and just keep on doing you, man. I'm Talal, but don't worry about that right now. You'll meet me properly later. I'm just here to let you know that this episode was recorded on the 21st of May, 2020, and broadcasted live on our Twitch channel, Vicky's World RPG. And I also want to provide a gentle disclaimer that the five of us recorded this podcast from five different locations with five different recording setups and equipment. So there's a little bit of variety in the sound quality between us. Um, but it's really not that bad. And trust me, you do get used to it very quickly. For all you sound engineers out there who know we can do better, we are and we will stick with us. And you're going to hear improvements in the quality every week. But for now... Please enjoy the humble beginnings of our party's exciting adventure through the city of summers as we enter Vicky's world. Generations ago, the world ended. Forests were torn up, mountains were toppled, and whole lakes were swept away by the power of a furious storm. The only hint of life remaining was the verdant enclave known as the City of Summers. The goddess of Summers encased her faithful in a vast dome of celestial vines and transformed herself into a bright shining orb of sunlight that she shaped and hung above the city, which brightens and dims with long hot days and short warm nights. All else was believed lost to the howling winds and the screaming thunder. Over the centuries, the inhabitants of the city of Summer built it into a splendour, Vast tracts of farmland were cultivated, and buildings rose high above orchards and storehouses, heaving with plenty. Noble families swore oaths to protect the inhabitants of their city from threats, and many earned their titles, slaying great beasts and providing for the common folk. 
law was kept in the goddess's city by the order of gardeners, a highly trained law enforcement order, also trained in medical treatment. A brilliant school of magic bloomed beneath the goddess's sun, and all were led to understand her teachings by the priestly order of the Sunstokers. Fifty years ago, the storm began to die down, enough for some adventurous folk to leave the city, to try and make contact with others or salvage anything they could from the wildlands, lands and sea that had no protection from this apocalyptic storm. Other settlements were discovered. To the east, the city of cats, gleaming on the edge of an endless desert, protected by their goddess, Bast, never falls. And to the west, the city of Etienne Regia, a sprawling coastal settlement protected by the deity of travel known simply as Journey. There are others, of course, the southern city of Masks, the buried dwarven city of Forge, and beyond the vast mountains, the northern settlement of Loomis, and many adventurers who brave the death throes of the storm and the wildlands it left behind are desperate to discover others, or simply desperate themselves. Nevertheless, even now, most of those who venture out into the storm do not return. Our story actually begins in the city of Summers on a beautiful afternoon. At the foot of the viridescent spire, the city's main temple, a final match of a joust is just beginning. The stands are full of cheering supporters as a knight in orange, red and grey livery rides out on a bay mare, waving a gauntleted hand to the crowd. He is introduced by the mistress of festivals in her magically amplified voice as Sir Cordor Sierra of House Sierra. And Archie, you can hear the roar of the crowd through the musty fabric of your tent. You hear his horse's hooves pace away to his end after taking a few laps. And then your servants are pulling open the entrance to your tent. And John, please tell everybody what the crowd sees as you ride out. As the sun sparkles off the most golden gleaming armour anyone has ever seen, Sir Archibald Morgan, the eldest of the Morgan clan, rides out on his horse, that he tells everyone is called Battle Stallion, but he calls Cupcake, uh, <laughs> and marches out, and his horse is gorgeous, by the way, like the best horse you've ever seen. Just just to be clear, that's canon. Um, <laughs> he, he, mar- he marches out very still, straight back, so like, you can't see his face because he's wearing a, wearing a helmet, um, but think King Knight, if any of you have played Shovel Knight, very much channeling the tiny dick energy of King Knight. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, he rides out onto the onto the field, True. onto the like jousting uh, pitch. The tour, the tawny square. <laughs> I don't need to know this, but he does. Um, <laughs> and he kind of raises a single like gold gauntlet and gives like a ba- essentially a royal wave, kind of giving as little uh, articulation in his joints as possible to convey his uh, superior stance. Fantastic. The crowds go wild. You have your usual array of uh, favours and um, flowers flung upon you. Um, And uh, after taking a few laps around the tawny ground, you take your position. Uh, You see Sir Sierra uh, adjusting his gauntlets and um, his chest piece, uh, weighting up his lance underneath his hand. Just to be Um, clear, he looks like a prick, right? Uh, <laughs> Just so everyone looks... knows, he looks like a prick. <laughs> Sir Cordor Sierra looks differently handsome to Archie in a very frustrating way. Handsome? He has. Are you kidding me? That guy's butters. Thick... He has uh, like a thick, dark beard that's beautifully yeah. trimmed. If you're um, into that kind of thing. 
and kind of messy hair that's tousled and beautiful bright blue eyes. You both appeal to very different ends of the spectrum, I'll say. Um, so, Archie, for the first roll of the session, nay, the campaign. Got my, got my golden uh, D20, everyone, just so you can very see that. Nice. Uh, very nice. To suit my lovely golden armor. <laughs> start as we mean to go on. Heck yeah. Go ahead and roll me an athletics check as these two horses thunder towards each other. That is a 10. A 10. Well, well, well. As you urge Cupcake forward, Lance poised to break in, uh, straight one, across. One, one question. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't mm -hmm. know how legal this is, but you did mm -hmm. say before we started that we could pick, we, we had some money to spend. I'm sorry to interrupt your flow because it probably yes. won't make a difference. But we also had stuff that we would just have from our background. Yeah. And one thing I did find as I was looking through the D&D list of cool shit was a military saddle. Military yes. saddle, which does allow for advantages on horse-based uh, movements. I think it's specifically staying on the saddle. Uh, so I don't know if I can roll advantage on this. <laughs> uh, our first roll of the game and you're already trying to bullshit me. Such a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? If you told me before you'd rolled, I'd have let you have advantage. But you've already know. rolled. You've already checked. So there we are. Fair so enough. your first roll is a 10. As you thunder towards Sir Sierra, you can see a moment too late that his lance is angled right towards your chest. You hold on desperately with your knees. And at the last moment, you get very, very lucky. You knock your lance into the side of his chest uh, and he knocks and knocks his lance to the floor. Uh, and you can hear the crowd go, oh, whoa, and start cheering and or booing uh, as he shakes his head and comes round. Who's, who's booing? <laughs> Mostly folk in uh, the livery of House Sierra who right. are obligated to support him, but mostly... Uh, Folk are cheering. I make a because... mental note of those booing. <laughs> They're employed by his family. That's fine. <laughs> they won't be employed by anyone soon. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, as you square up, you take, uh, you, you know, you stretch out your neck. You get ready for your second bout. Go ahead and roll another athletics check. How do you and this about... time, yeah. yes, you do get advantage. Hey. You have a military saddle. That is, I first rolled a 16, guys, then an 18, and I've got plus four on athletics. So that is a 22. 22, very, very good. It's it, This one is actually a very closely fought bout. You see his lance is excellently positioned to nail you off just at the hip to almost spin you off your uh, horse. So at the last moment, you nudge Battle Rider just slightly away, um, and you knock him off his horse. Sir yes. Sierra thumps down and uh, spins a little bit of the way uh, into the dust and lies there on the floor of the tourney pitch. Maybe on a 22 he lands in some manure? <laughs> uh, you don't know how high he rolls, so uh, <laughs> I'll say he comes to rest just before some manure. Um, but hey, that's good. If you get a nat 20, he falls straight in it. Okay. <laughs> All right, for your third and final bout, Sir Sierra kind of stands up a little bit wobbly takes a deep breath, hauls himself back onto the horse. Everybody's cheering and wooing now. If he can knock you off with this, he evens it up, essentially. Okay. If he can knock you off and break your lance. So it's not not all played just yet. All right. One final athletic Archie, check. Archie gives up. Cupcake a little pat on the neck and say, come on, come on, we can do this. That is a 17. 17, very, very good. 
you managed he did not roll well that time yes. uh, <laughs> you gallop towards Cerciera, um and you smash your lance you break it against his <clears throat> chest you see the surprise even through his visor and then he flips backward off the horse and does land in some manure yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's a wild cheer that goes up from the crowd and as you uh, take a look um, you approach the mistress of ceremonies Sarah Rose Frithera um, of House Frithera, which is one of the six noble houses of the city. Um, and she congratulates you as she sets a garland of golden roses uh, across your head and neck. Um, and uh, you are welcomed and, and cheered and invited to take your triumphant lap of victory before you ride out. Is it is it the done thing to like hurl your lance into the ground like a kind of javelin as, as yes. a kind of like mark of respect as opposed to like... <clears throat> Yes, absolutely. You can do oh, honestly any stylish additions are okay. probably accepted. So I yeah, so I cant around on cupcake and uh, I find the like loudest like quartile of um House Morgan fans and uh yeah, I take the lance and I hurl it into the ground in front of the stands with a victorious flourish and uh pull a, pull a handkerchief from the from under my gauntlet and uh you know, like hold it up as a trinket and and actually, probably throwing a handkerchief in the breeze, it probably falls very limply to the floor. <laughs> didn't think uh, that no, through. No, I'll say, I'll say with that great success, even the wind is in your favour today, Sir Morgan. <laughs> yes. uh, as like a bride flinging a bouquet into um, an excitable crowd, uh, gentlemen, ladies, folk of all genders, uh, either swoon or grab for this handkerchief, um, and you make a real impression. And nothing will ever go wrong for Archie. That's what he thinks. <laughs> Enjoying this continued success that will last for the rest of the campaign. <laughs> yeah, this is actually all your scenes. You're actually never going to meet the party. It's, <laughs> Just it's winning. He's having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, as the cheers begin to die down and Sarah Rose uh, goes to thank folk and announce that, that was the last joust of the day, uh, you are politely invited, uh, as you know is the custom, um, to say your goodbyes and uh, ride out. So, so who am I? Who am I saying my goodbyes to? Uh, just to to wave to the uh, to crowd. The crowd. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think I I incline my wrist a couple more degrees in a sign of massive over uh, over exuberance. As I kind of just, <laughs> like in his mind, Archie is like, "Get in! I'm the best!" But he's like, he's trying to play it cool because he knows that's what's expected of him. So it's kind of a a gentle like wrist rotation. A delicate uh, constitution man in the front row swoons. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> uh, and his sister kind of hauls him and, and tries to waft his face and, she uh, and as well. admire you as well exactly <laughs> there's a, a whole a terrible pile of swooning people uh, and you're desperately begged to leave the tawny square before this becomes a serious <laughs> issue oh this is going to be the best my life ever is oh. i don't i don't think to myself but uh, i enjoy it <laughs> uh, so as you ride out, you hand your horse to your attendants. Um, the wild applause still thunders through the tent. Um, and uh, you exchange your jousting armor for your usual regular armor. Um, you get kind of mopped down very delicately. Uh, you look around, they're just kind of standard servants. You can't see your retainer and favorite servant, uh, Jeremy, about. Um, but uh, you, don't, you don't worry too much. You're, you're on the high of a win. Uh, as you step out into the bustling streets, you see your mother waiting in the Morgan family carriage. Uh, she's generally warm and doting and always dressed elegantly. Today, her blonde and white hair is decorated with an intricate dragon pin. Mother, there you uh, are. 
Darling, Did I'm so you proud see of you. that? Good lord. By the goddess of summers, wasn't I magnificent? You were, darling. You were so fantastic. Oh, I could hardly keep myself to myself. I was cheering and whooping. I almost clapped, I tell you. It was that good. You didn't. <laughs> Mummy, did. Mummy, <laughs> steady on those delicate wrists are not made for clapping. <laughs> oh, Oof. you know me, darling. My love for you comes above everything else. Look at you, buttercup. You look so handsome in your armour. Oh, thank you. Climb on up, my little champion. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so okay, well. so he, he scampers up. And I should clarify, uh, his casual armour is also bright gold and very yes. glamorous, just to be clear. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so you clamber into the carriage uh, and you set off. Uh, and she, once she's done with her cheek pinching um, and proud smiling, uh, she says to you, well, uh, <clears throat> it, I realise it's rather short notice, Archibald, but you haven't forgotten what's tonight, have you, in the excitement of the joust? Of course not, mother. Hmm. If well, just in just hypothetically, if the thrill of the battle had uh, temporarily pushed it from my mind, what would be a reminder you'd give to someone else? <laughs> One of these days, you're going to have to start remembering for yourself, little buttercup. <sighs> oh, God. It's the opening gala for the teleport relay tonight. You must look your best for the celebration. All of the most important people of the Clara Scholastica will be there. Uh, it will be attended by a lot of very important people so what? don't make a fool of yourself all right oh yeah um of course of course mommy i, I mean i i wouldn't dream of it it's a little, it's a little i know you wouldn't darling i know you wouldn't darling you've been so well behaved i'm sorry it's just the excitement of the wind and the heat and the it's just going to be very important tonight yeah i mean i, I understand mommy I, mm. I i think i've proved myself to my loyalty to this house and this family uh, so but yes no of course i will i will continue to do my duty Good, as, good. As a, as a member of House Morgan, so good. don't you, well, you worry about that. You remember the three eyes of nobility that I always remind you of every time? Uh, you don't need to remind me, but if you <laughs> did need to, what would that sound like? <laughs> you must always appear impressive, intelligent... And immaculate. And inscrutable. Ah, I always forget inscrutable. That's the secret fourth eye is immaculate. One more time for the cheap seats. Not that I need to write this down. Impressive. Intelligent and inscrutable. Impressive. These are the things that your mother has hammered into you. As Intelligent. Being and, it's, and I say, I, 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 mother, you and your ways. Which is my little, my little joke. <laughs> uh, she laughs. Uh, she says, oh, and um, oh, before we get home, I should just... Uh, let you know i invited those lovely friends of yours jeremy mentioned to the opening gala uh, he seems to say that you spoke very highly of those friends that you went adventuring with so i've invited them all and i trust they're classy folk uh, um <clears throat> which which friends did uh, dear sweet jeremy mention mother Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, I can't remember specifically. There was a uh, a woman who's uh, staying with a merchant, a, a fellow that likes cats, and a, uh, a one of one of the gardeners, perhaps. Hmm. Yes. Well, this. Uh, don't worry about them. I will. They are classy folk, as classy as you could want. So. I say, don't worry at all, Mummy. Uh, this is my stop, so I'm going to have to get out here. So uh, this is first our stop, darling. It's our house. Oh, that was quick. Okay, yes. Well, let's let us walk together. But also, I need to go. Goodbye, Mummy. I love you. Of course. Good goodbye, Archibald. Don't forget to wear your best armor for the. And as you <laughs> sprint off, uh, holding she... his helmet like rushing yeah. off. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, she shakes her head very fondly. Uh, 
at the other side of the city of Summers, as this is happening, in a modest but comfortable stone brick house, a letter with a wax seal is being hand-delivered by a halfling kitchen boy. The recipient, a middle-aged dwarf with a slate grey beard plaited into three different braids, potters back from the front door to the dining table, scone with cheese and butter still in his hand, and turns the envelope over curiously. I'm sorry, lass. It doesn't look like it's from the Clara Scholastica after all. Bill Grab Boone Tower, dwarven merchant and owner of Bill Grab Boone Tower's bargain buy and sellatorium, hands the letter to the young woman sat at the table in front of a steaming bowl of stew. Perhaps they're just taking a little more time to consider your application. Don't you worry your head about all that. They'd be mad not to take you. Sasha, why don't you tell us about the young lady currently sat in Bill Grab's dining room? Uh, the young lady is Sally Spearfish, and her shoulders fall and her head dips a little bit when she realises it's not the letter that she was expecting. Um, she is a young, tall, uh, lanky wizard with a little bit of a slouch um, who um, immediately changes her appearance. No matter how comfortable she is with Bill Grab seeing her true form, she's not comfortable, she's disappointed. Um, so she changes into her normal, um, normal exterior, which is long blue hair, very pale skin, and um, just pops her cloak on, ready to go out. Oh, all right. Uh, well, Bill Graham seems to, to take the uh, take the impression that this is an expression of your uh, chameleon-like sadness, and sort of gently and avuncularly pats you on the shoulder and says, "Well, you know, uh, it's that." Lord Professor Lawrence Paget, who's the head of transfiguration at this school, why not write to him again, the head of transmutation? That's what that is. Because the other thing is someone else's. Uh, <laughs> is the head of transmutation. Um, it's okay. She just thinks that, you know, Bill Grab's had a bit of a dad moment. That's look, all I that just, was. Oh, I'm just, I keep oh, forgetting. Oh, Papa Bill Grab, it's oh, fine. Oh, I've just been reading the most exciting stories about a boy wizard. But regardless, <laughs> I shouldn't get into that. <laughs> Was his in. name Harry by any chance? <laughs> no, no, stop, everybody! <laughs> it was John. It was John. His name was John. Yeah, John Potter. John. <laughs> John Trotter. No. <laughs> John Smith. His name was John Smith. Okay, guys. And he fell in love with Smith. a beautiful woman named Pocahontas. Oh no! Abort! <laughs> no, abort! Uh, Bill Grab hands you a letter. You are handed a letter. It is in beautiful, uh, like thick. Uh, good quality parchment um, it seems to be written in golden ink uh, and on the back is sealed with a uh, golden seal uh, with the impression of a dragon in it okay um, I think I recognise it I think you may absolutely. I think I recognise it so as soon as I flip over the letter and I look at it I go oh god that piece of okay <laughs> you open the letter and it says in exactly this voice <clears throat> Dear friend, acquaintance, or colleague of Sir Archibald Morgan, we are delighted to extend to you our warmest invitation to attend the grand opening of the Clara Scholastica's latest project this very evening as a guest of House Morgan. You will be welcome to the exclusive fundraisers ball held in the teleportation hall in the conjuration wing of the Clara Scholastica. Dress code, extremely formal. 
Please make yourself known to our son upon arrival. Blessings of the goddess upon your families all. Lady Elizabeth Adona Tremelia Horticulturia Janice Morgan. Do hmm. <laughs> you just throw it in the fire? You're not going? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I hold it for a while. Every time she says a particularly pretentious word, I just go... Ugh. <laughs> so Papa Bill Grabs just watched me go <laughs> for about five minutes. She's reading a pretentious letter again. Yes. <laughs> She's she... spasming because of the pretension. <laughs> oh no, throw a bucket of water on her. Um, <laughs> that normally helps position. apparently. She's yes. basically a cat. Um, um, and I, I think I, I go, mm. Papa Bill Grab, what does extremely formal mean? Oh dear. It's like smart casual, isn't it? Nobody, nobody knows. Ah, uh, um, let me see. Uh, he sort of <laughs> takes a look and his voice breaks a little as he sees that it's an invitation from a noble family. Um, and he says, I'm sure I've got some old formal clothes I'm happy to lend to you. I'm sure I've got a, a dress or something back here. We had them for the old stock for the bargain uh, buy and sellatorium, of course. Can but... I go as you? Oh, well... I just, well, you can if you like, as long as your friend won't think that I've come in your place. Oh, yes, that's a point. Mm. I just thought, you know, I'd, I'd feel your clothes much better as you, given oh. that I'm not a dwarf. Now then, now then, I am a dab hand with a needle. I'm certain that I can whip <laughs> yourself something up in just a few hours. And don't you ever think that you should go as anybody other than yourself, young lady. You know that you're the best person you can go with. So come on, let's pick out some fabrics and see what old Papa Bill Grab can do. I, I take hug it... Papa Bill Grab. Oh, he hugs you back. Uh, and as you potter off into the storeroom, um, he kind of squeezes your hand a little bit before letting it go. Uh, Sasha, do you just want to roll me a d20? What? How, is he going to attack me seriously, no. Vicky? Because <laughs> that's terrifying. Every time Vicky does this, it's like, oh, and by the way, your horse is dead or you're on fire. This so a, This is a pretty dress check. To see how well so you if I roll them. low, will I look hideous? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> well, I rolled a two, Vicky. Dress me up. Dress me up. <laughs> Is it going to be like that moment in Brooklyn Nine Nine when Jake and Amy go out and she has to wear the really poofy dress? Yes, Too niche. Go on. it's exactly like that. I know exactly, exactly where like you that. are, Sash. I know exactly where you are. Yes, it's like it's a, it's quite old fashioned. It's like sending your millennial teenager to prom in like a seventies style dress. So it's like there's shoulder pads where there shouldn't be shoulder pads. There's puffs where there shouldn't be puffs. There's like, there's a little cutout bit, but it's in a weird bit of the back. Like it's, it, you could see it would suit somebody else, maybe in the past, but it doesn't really suit <laughs> <do> me. Uh, <laughs> sort of, wow. See, yeah. Papa Bilgram was way too confident when he was like, dude, I will sort you out fashion wise. As soon as he said that, I was like, ah, I don't, uh, I don't think Papa Bilgram's got it in him. <laughs> uh, he does his best, but yeah. um, it, it, it doesn't turn out as well as either of you had hoped, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> you end up standing there feeling like a lemon. But bless him, Papa Billgrab is doing his best to encourage you. And he's saying, oh, well, you know what? Most, most young ladies wouldn't be able to pull off this look. But you, you, Sally, you look probably as good as anybody is ever going to look in that dress. <laughs> Bill Grab is a sassy bitch. Wow. No, no, he's trying his best to support you. <laughs> I'm the sassy bitch. 
Is is he saying he's polished? He's polished no, a turd, think... or the opposite? It's self. The turd has polished <laughs> something else. He opened the cupboard to feed his dear beloved adopted daughter, and all there was was turd. So he <laughs> desperately tried to stitch turds together into a beautiful turd dress, but it's obviously turned out. I like love that either way in this turd. metaphor, I either am the turd or I'm wearing all of the turds. <laughs> or have eat, or have eaten a turd. Or have he eaten a turd. Yeah, there's so many possibilities for how I could be covered in crap right now. None of them good. <laughs> None of them good. <laughs> uh, you can tell that Papa Bill Grab has tried his best and he says, well, I suppose there's no chance you would have something, you wouldn't have attended something like this in your old place, would you? I can I can get some very convincing convincing fishermen's overalls if that's if you think this event would take that. I feel like an attempt at fashion is probably better. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'm sure if your friend's nice enough to invite you, he might be nice enough to lend you something. But you look you look as good as I can make you look. I'm sorry, Sally. <laughs> but hey. It's what's inside that counts. He's trying his best. Just flashbacks are <laughs> for best. me right now. <laughs> I mean, why is this so real? Why is it so real, Vicky? Uh, he says, come on, I will escort you up to the uh, to the Clara Scholastica and we'll see if we can stop by some marketplaces on the way. See if we can't get you some kind of nice fascinator or something. Yeah, that's what this outfit needs. It needs a lovely fascinator. <laughs> yeah, this outfit needs more. That's yeah. it. This, not less. No, no, more. A fascinator, Maybe a, couple more puffs. a corsage, <laughs> a little umbrella, <laughs> parasol. That's what I mean. 10% more puffs to 100% more turds. <laughs> Just a... the whole thing. <laughs> With a two, he gets you a fascinator, a parasol, <laughs> lacy gloves. He gets you the whole whole shebang. Um, and every time he keeps adding, he's like, oh, maybe one more thing and then he goes there. <laughs> he's too... playing clothes buckaroo with you to see how long it's going to take for you to go ah but i love him so much that i will never buck i'm just like yes i will i will fold under the weight of this silk and die oh okay and any any fan artists tuning in please please draw this because i can't imagine what this will look like it's too many items just sewing real fruit onto my dress it started with a couple of cherries and then there was like a banana and he was like, I can't stop now. Yeah. And then the cantaloupes got involved. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm seeing the, the mental image. A hundred percent. This is a picture of a dwarf trying his best for his daughter. I'm a crap fruit salad. That's what's happened. <laughs> it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. As uh, your adopted father stitches uh, yet another dried peach to your headpiece. I start but eating them. <laughs> they are not good. Actually, maybe they are good. It's Phil Grab. Yeah, they're very good. They're, they're nice. He uses nothing but the highest quality of fruit to dress you Excellent. up. Excellent. You, you take three points of poison. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't make me like roll for, yeah, you die from the fruit. You just no. you don't, you don't go anywhere. Phil Grab wouldn't give you poison fruit. That's true. Probably. <laughs> we all would though, Vicky. We oh, all know you would. Oh, I 100% would. 100% would. First, I'll let you care about the fruit. I'll let oh, you yes. form a bond with the fruit. You know how I work, Sasha. No, no, so, <laughs> so as you are having various grapes stitched to your corsage, in a market square not far from Bill Grab's home, under a broad, colourful canopy, several very important people have done nothing but sneer over their teacups for the last hour. These people, 
Mr. Taylor, a gaunt halfling man sweating his way through the afternoon in a pretentious silk doublet. Mr. Price, a pale human man with a habit of tapping his gilded rings against the delicate china of his teacup. And Mr. Lacey, a young and brash human man whose laugh starts in and never leaves his nose, are three of the most affluent private collectors in the city, each one tending a collection of fascinating, valuable and magical items. And each one of them, Taylor, Price and Lacey, was asked to take tea with an excitable young man as a favour to Bill grab. Each of them is sat across from you, Talal, as you push them for answers about a particular item that you are desperate to seek out. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what Taylor, Price and Lacey see? Sure. Um, they see, um, I guess, a young uh, 19-year-old human man um, of, uh, of a paladin inclination. Uh, am I introducing these D&D ter- D terms correctly? <laughs> um, uh, you know, olive coloured skin. I wonder where I got that from. And um, wearing kind of white desert robes with a, a dark brown leather breastplate. Um, and he's probably quite fidgety and and uh, easily distracted. And he's asking them, you know, so it, it just goes on and on and on. And no matter how much you unravel it, the yarn just keeps coming and coming and coming. And uh, it is very rare, one of a kind, and it can bring infinite pleasure to infinite cats. It is really quite a good occupier for the strays and the lost souls in the feline kingdom. Yes, says Mr. Price. You've explained, but I'm afraid that doesn't change the fact that we haven't heard of it. Uh, And Mr. Taylor says, (laughs) in fact, I'm not entirely certain it exists. And even if it did, I'm not sure you would have the... uh, what am I trying to say, Mr. Lacey? And Mr. Lacey slouches back and says, the means, Mr. Taylor. He wouldn't have the means to acquire it. Cost dollar, cost cash, cost gold. And you don't look like you've got very much at all. You look like these three teacups pretty much wiped you out, young man. Not that I don't appreciate the tea. <laughs> gentlemen, gentlemen. I-, I may not look like much sitting before you, but I come from a very rich land. And look, I understand why you might want to keep your most precious possessions and discoveries a bit of a secret, but I'm telling you, if you could help me find the endless ball of yarn, then there is a place across the storm called the City of Cats, and you will have an entire city indebted to you, fine sirs. They exchange uh, doubtful looks. Uh, And Mr. Price, tapping his rings on his teacup, says, Let me put it to you plainly, Mr. Khan, was it? Yes, at your service. And may Bast, the goddess of cats, forever be rubbing against your shins. Hmm, sounds lovely. Uh, Regardless, the way that magical items occur in the cities well they're fragments of the goddess you understand i'm sure it's the same in the city of cats wouldn't you say mr taylor mr taylor daubs his head and says "Uh, yes you see the goddess in maintaining our life occasionally permits 
drifting motes of her beauteous divine energy to imbue pieces of simple mundanity. And it is our duty, nay, our quest, nay, our raison d'etre, to pursue these fragments and to collect them safely. And Mr. Lacey says, so you see why another city doesn't really mean that much to us. You get it, Mr. Khan. I'm sure you're a smart fella somewhere in there. <sighs> you're to limited point of view. You know every day the storm quietens and one day we will have peace and harmony between all of the realms. Is that what we're headed for? You don't want to prepare <laughs> for that future. That's your loss, my friend. But all I ask is if you happen to see an endless ball of yarn, I'll be around here. Come and let me know. Okay? That's all. They exchange a look that even you, Katayab, can tell is uh, the we'll talk about this fellow later um, kind of look. Uh, and they all agree to tell you. Uh, Talal, do you want to make a persuasion check to see the kind of uh, impression that you've left on these three quite mean-spirited men? Here we go. Go on, first roll, man, first Ooh, roll. Good roll and a good uh, add-on. Uh, it's a modifier. Modifier, thank you. Twenty. It's all good. Twenty-three. Ooh. Twenty-three. Very, very good. Uh, Suck okay. it, jerks. All right. I sip my tea casually. Oh, and it's so charming. They're like, ooh. And I say, honestly, gentlemen, it was truly an honor to drink with you. <laughs> yeah, kill them with kindness. Ah, uh, yes. All right, so as you uh, as you stand up and dust yourself off and prepare to say your goodbyes, um, Mr. Price, with his hands gleaming with uh, rings, uh, catches your arm as you go to leave and says, if there's something in it for me, you can expect my contacts to get in contact with your contacts. And he sups his teeth. I uh, take his hand which, with which he grabbed my arm and I place within it from my pouch a small mouse carved from a pebble. Well, this is actually quite adorable. <laughs> Consider it a, a parting gift. And I jump out the door. <laughs> you jump out the door? <laughs> 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 you, you startle the passers-by as you leap out. Um, you can see uh, Price quietly and tacitly pocketing the stone mouse. Um, as you step out into the uh, bustling market streets of the city of Summers, uh, you see two things. First of all, you see uh, a quite haggard-looking uh, lady in maybe her 30s with dark, worried eyes and equally dark, worried rings beneath them. Um, hammering small nails through posters that have clearly been handwritten, uh, which have the uh, face of a, uh, a young man in them. The second thing is a small halfling man hurrying his way through the crowd towards you in the livery of a noble house. Towards me? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I, uh, do I notice what's on the sign that the lady is hanging up? Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Sure thing. See if you can perceive it. Um, that'll be a 13. A 13. Um, it's hard to tell from this distance. It might be a ransom note. It might be a missing poster. It might be an advertisement. You wouldn't know until you got closer. But she seems distressed or upset. Yes. Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm heading in her direction. 
Oh, okay, you're going for her. Um, as you approach, she turns around um, and uh, you can see her hands shaking a little bit from exhaustion as she holds this pile of papers. And she says, oh, sir, I'm, I'm sorry, is this your stall? I didn't mean to disrupt. Not at all, my darling, madame. Uh, oh. What? You seem rather uh, in a stressful situation. Uh, I have a spare few minutes. Oh, that's very kind of you. Uh, she hands you the uh, a, a copy of the poster, and you can now see it is a missing poster. Um, and uh, she says, um, this is uh, my son, uh, Micah. He went missing. My, my name's Diana. Um, he, he went missing from the farm a few, a few weeks ago. Uh, I've let the gardeners know, but they've had no luck. There's no evidence of him having wandered off, see? He was just tending to the sheep, and, and when he... You know, when it was dinner time, I went to call him out and I call him back in the house. And well, he there was there was just no sign of him. Oh, tragic! I know. What a horrible loss for you. Oh, oh yes, it it is very difficult. Your your son, your only son. Yes. Oh, it's it's okay. She like pats your shoulder and is like, No, I I have faith <laughs> in the goddess that uh, she'll return him. May she, of course, return your son in uh, one piece with a smile on his face, but. Until then, I shall do all I can. Oh. What was the last... You said he was tending sheep the last time you saw him? Yes. Is there anywhere he likes to go or anywhere he goes when he is uh, frightened? When when I was sad and a young boy, teenage boy, I would climb a wall and sit with my cats and stare at the moon whenever I felt terrible. You're not from around these parts, are you? Oh, how can you tell? Oh, well, mostly the existing of a moon <laughs> we don't really have one here <laughs> she ah. points up at the uh hanging orb of sunlight uh there is a moon in the city of cats because the city of cats oh, can phew. see the real sky no don't worry <laughs> yeah that, there is absolutely a moon um but not here <laughs> bless you i can see the horror on your face um yeah no there is a moon in the city of cats but not here um and uh she says oh, well uh i suppose he likes to spend time down at the pub and uh he tends sometimes when, you know, to make a little bit of extra cash, uh, he tends the gardens at the Clara Scholastica every so often. Um, he's a very clever lad. I'm a farmer, but I've got dreams for him to be more. He's smart enough to be more. He set himself at the age of seven the task of learning all there was to know about sheep. And he, he succeeded. <laughs> he knows more than me nowadays. And Ten how old is later. he now? 17. 17. Mm. Still a bit young for the pub, but uh, which pub? Uh, well, all of them, really. Uh, all of them, okay. All of that them. <laughs> widens my search a little bit, but, uh, but I, I shall I, begin on this uh, at once, Diana. Oh, well, thank you. Sir, I, I'm afraid I can't pay you much. I've managed to put together Please, about... please, please, I palm her uh, stone mouse. It's okay, darling. Don't oh. worry about that. Oh, it's not why okay. I'm here. Oh, well, uh, in that case, sir, I, I'm very much obliged. If I am no sir. I am Katayab Khan, at your oh. service. Katayab, good to meet you. I'm uh, Diana Smith. Good to meet you. And she uh, extends a hand and shakes it uh, and then remembers that she's got the mouse in there and is like, oh, no, sorry, I was. And then she kind of tucks it into, into her pocket and shakes her hand properly. Oh, the pleasure is mine. May Bast one time give you a tiny lick, but only if you're very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah. 
Sounds vaguely threatening. <laughs> um, I don't think a surprise tiny lick is ever good. Oh, come on. You know when a cat licks you, you have been blessed by the it goddesses. Is a come on. It is absolutely a blessing, 100%. <laughs> Um, I just wasn't expecting that to be the the type of like the the specific experience to wish on others. It's so lovely. Anyway, um, she shakes your hand, and as you are shaking hands, and she seems um, she seems a little bit wary. You get the impression maybe she's not met anybody from outside the city before, um, but she seems very endeared because you're offering to help, and you seem a very charismatic person. As you are shaking her hand, uh, you are approached by a halfling man uh, with sort of deep brown eyes. Um, in uh, the, the livery of House Morgan, you would know uh, the green, white and gold of House Morgan. And he clears his throat and says, <clears throat> Excuse me, sir, are you uh, Katab Khan? At your service. Hello. Do I know this guy? Uh, let's see. No, you probably wouldn't have seen him about. Maybe, hmm, make a wisdom check. Oh, sure. Go to make I, re I recognise so them uh, as a friend of Archie's, right? Hmm. Um, that's a three. A grand a three. old three. You can't remember this dude. You can see that he's wearing the colours of Archie's house and you would know the colours of Archie's house. Um, but no, you don't really know him. Ah, uh, friend of Archie. He is very beautiful though. He is. He is exceptionally beautiful. He's got these beautiful dark eyes, uh, kind of long mm -hmm. dark hair tied back in a beautiful intricate braid. Um, and he's got just something about him that is very clever. Um, uh, friend of Archie. What, to what do I own, owe this pleasure? And by the way, great skin, bro. Oh, <laughs> thank you, sir. I, my mother made it for me. I don't really know <laughs> how to... Jeremy, you know that is rotten banter. <laughs> I taught you better than that, Jeremy. Did you, though? Did you, though, Archie? Stinking chat, Jezza. <laughs> he, like, uh, you can see that he's... My mother made it. <laughs> I say, uh, <laughs> gross. <laughs> and he says, <laughs> says yes i'd appreciate it if we could forget that happened <laughs> he said, oh jeremy he says uh look i I, I don't know how to recover from that so just please take this take this envelope and don't tell anyone what i did here today Hey, He's embarrassed. Right. Is, the is the envelope full of skin? Oh, oh, no, no. no. It's, it's made of skin, skin and the letter is skin and everything oh, it touches is please, skin. Please, no, no, it's not skin. Guys, no, I've made no, a beautiful I'm, summary city. I'm guessing the contents are the same as uh, Sally's letter. They are indeed. So uh, every morsel of my body fills with utter golden joy and excitement and I start tingling and I turn to Diana and I go, I'll keep an eye out for your son, okay? Ciao! And I'm like, I'm a dust in the breeze. <laughs> her hair is blown back and she's just there holding a, gold, uh, a little stone mouse like, did I hallucinate that? Anyway, better go back to the posters. Fantastic. You speed off. Uh, Talal, just go ahead and roll me a d20 really quickly. Oh, why did I change dice? Um, it's just a six, mate. A six, mate? Oh, man. I mean, you look three times better than Sally. All <laughs> oh, right. But you oh. don't. But that's you guys the... are all so scummy. Oh, it's numeric it now. <laughs> I, I, only have one, I only have one outfit. Like, mm. I don't see myself having more than one outfit. Fair. Are you going to try and find another outfit? Well, I think Kataya, um 
Because <laughs> if you do, you get a six. <laughs> no, he's just wondering who Mal is and why they're throwing a party for him. But he'll find out when he gets there. <laughs> Wait. Wait, Mal? The party's who for Mal. Mal? Oh, oh my god! <laughs> 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 no, that's genuinely what Kataya sees. That's I mean, so he good. sees his handwritten word oh, formal. <laughs> he doesn't know the word formal. <laughs> Very good. He's like <laughs> lots of people called Mal in this summer, though, in this summer city. Oh, I love that. That's fantastic. All right, yeah, lovely. Uh, yeah, Kataya, it doesn't occur to you that this is a dress code. Fantastic. So as you sprint off into the streets. The streets of the city of Summers are busy today, with everybody excited for the festival to celebrate the opening of the teleportation circles. Even though most folk are not invited to the exclusive opening gala, word of the new innovation has spread, and the residents of the city of Summers like nothing so well as a good celebration after a hard day's work. The guards on patrol from the Order of the Gardeners have a busy night ahead of them, but one particular trio are just returning from hours on the beat. They return to Green Breath Temple, a wooden sandstone construction uh, containing bunks, training rooms, mess halls and storerooms for the gardeners, surrounded by some of the most beautiful gardens in the city, the tending of which is part of the training of every student. Two of your own students have been on patrol with you this afternoon, Dan, Widget, a young halfling man with dark braided hair, and Hazel, a slender and awkward human woman who wears silver bangles on her wrists. As you step into the temple, Gwathryn, you hear a firm voice in your head. My office, now. It uh, seems Cornath, the head of the order, a strict and invariably calm older human, wishes to see you. As you step into the office of the head of the order, what does Cornath see? So Cornath sees a t quite tall halfling um, whose skin seems to emanate a, a kind of uh golden glow almost under the surface it's it's kind of like the skin is radiant i mean we said jeremy had like really good skin that times 10 um like, <laughs> oh wow, okay shots fired. we're dunking on jeremy now are we oh, Whoa. i mean i mean we have a halfling off yeah um oh, so wow. gwathryn's a summer touched halfling uh which we invented for this campaign vicky and i which is really yeah we did which is really exciting um so uh yeah it's kind of like a magically touched um uh halfling uh wearing a love a really pink robe which is probably a little bit tatty from uh, a long day's work uh, maybe covered in sort of soil stains and things um but the pink signifies uh their kind of like position in the temple which is pretty high um and probably wearing a pretty blank expression just neutral verging on uh, i'm already bored <laughs> that is entirely fair. Widget and Hazel, uh, bid their goodbyes to you. Thank you. Bob their heads and head off to their dormitories. Um, and as you step in, you come face to face with the head of the Order of the Gardeners, Cornaith. Cornaith is a strict older man, maybe in his 70s, um, with a perpetually kind of calm, displeased expression. Um, and you're not sure whether the displeasure is directed at you or directed at everybody. But regardless, as you step into his calm, peaceful office, it's very airy in here, um, he says, welcome back. How was your patrol, Gwathryn? Yeah, it's all right. Absolutely fine. Nothing to report, sir. Very good. Very good. I was intending, he flicks through a, a logbook at his side, to assign you a security detail for the teleportation relay gala tonight, but then this was delivered, and he hands you an envelope. I take, I take the envelope. Mm -hmm. uh, it's full of skin. 
<laughs> ah, oh, brilliant. This, this, the skin I ordered. <laughs> he says, if you wouldn't mind sending that to your own private P.O. box, not the temples in future, but here's the actual invitation. Uh, and he hands you this <laughs> invitation. That's not canon, by the way. Graphic okay, did not okay. just randomly get I was going to say, no. is that canon? Jeremy's, Jeremy's <laughs> a loose canon. <laughs> No, absolutely not. I was just excited to be a halfling. You know how it is. Um, so uh, he hands you this invitation and it says exactly the same uh, in the same loopy handwriting, scribed probably by the same scribe. Um, and uh, you can also see Cornathus already opened it, as is uh, just usually yeah, what right, happens right. with all letters coming into the temple. I'd, um, um, I'm going to ask Cornath. Uh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along. Is there any... Um extra business you want me to take care of at this gala no extra business but keep an eye on lord william paget he's the head of this whole teleportation circle project and well i'm sure you recall he's needed our assistance in the past some of his experiments have been dangerous complicated bordering on deadly so what you're saying is there is some extra business. All right, yeah, Reggie, loud and clear, absolutely fine. Yes, but not business to be dealt with in your way. If there is a problem with Lord Paget, you bring him directly to us. You have a few other attendees who will be doing security detail. Uh, Cosimi Porto and Haywen will be coming with you. So if anything goes down, you're under strict instructions to act as any other gardener would. Have I made myself clear? Crystal good i was really hoping you'd say crystal there <laughs> the best sassy response crystal that's very good crystal, crystal mate crystal no problem at all you got it whatever you want crystal good please stop calling me crystal <laughs> all right darling chill out <laughs> not saying I was, I was gonna say that i'm not gonna say that okay okay you can you can tell cornate can see you're saying it in your head um, but yep. this is a pretty usual exchange between the two of you uh he raises an eyebrow and says just don't embarrass the order dismissed all right, I'm going to leave. Question, how Lovely. many times has Cornath raised his fist to the air and gone, Gwathryn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, at least eight times today. <laughs> today. God, he gets uh, results, though. <laughs> God dang. Goddess dang, he does get results. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, I'm sorry to cut your intro a little bit short, but it is approaching eight o'clock. Uh, so and as actually, and at the, the at the temple, there's a tradition that the whole city applauds the efforts of the gardeners, <laughs> yeah, um, who who look after the city. Yeah, yeah. House Morgan so, really participate in this. It's been going uh, on for what, a good two months. It's a really big they, deal. What do the gardeners do while everyone's clapping? They just they just jack it, I think, don't they? Ah, no, we <laughs> can't read that in. Okay. So it sounds like they're cheering you on. Is that what you do when you get clapped, Sir Archibald Morgan? Because that's a terrifying joust. Every time somebody claps, Sir Archibald, he's like, ah. Oh. Don't make me meet you all right now. Don't Why do you think I all. went to my dressing room after the joust? Oh. Oh. Not canon, not canon. Oh. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. As evening falls and the goddess's orb dims its brilliance into a dusky rose hue, the central district of the city of Summers fills with revellers. Some fill the pubs, others line the streets to wave at the nobles riding by towards the dreaming spires of the Clara Scholastica, the primary academy of magic in the entirety of the city. Servants, academics and guests who find themselves without appropriate equine transport. I've never been able to say that bit without uh, lisping. Let's go again. Wait, wait, Uh, wait. wait. (laughs) Speaking of difficult words, I need you just once only to say Mm -hmm. it slowly and and maybe even spell it. What was it? Eclectic Scholastica? What was it? The Clara Clara Scholastica. Clara C-L-A-R-A-S-C-H-O-L-A-S-T-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-T-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-T-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-T-I-C-H-O-L-A-S-T-I-C-H-O-L-
As you all step up into the teleportation hall at the top of the conjuration wing, it becomes immediately obvious that many attendees are skilled in conjuration magic. Spectral hands hold glasses and goblets while their owners embrace friends or subtly fix their hair. Trays of canapes and snacks are ferried about by unseen servants, and some flashier guests have elected to bring strange creatures with them. One halfling professor has a faithful mastiff hound, at least as tall as she is, sat idly by her side as she argues with another academic, and a passing student plucks peach slices from a tray as a brightly coloured gecko familiar on his shoulder watches the party through curious indifference. Rosy sunlight drifts in a spectrum of colour through a stained glass roof. Everybody here looks very rich, very clever, or maybe both. What would you all like to do? Have we all arrived separately? Or? Uh, that's a good point. Everybody give me a initiative check. Roll initiative! <laughs> 17. 17, fantastic. 20. 20, very good. 9. Nine. Sally's there first. <laughs> uh, uh, I eight. don't like being early for parties. Uh, fashionably In real life, early. Or D &D, I don't like this. 18. Uh, 18, okay, all right. So, um, as you are, uh, you approach the um sally you approach the guards at the gates of the clara scholastica um they take one look across your outfit exchange looks and uh politely say perhaps you are uh, could they perhaps direct you as it seems you're lost do they say like the fruit stands over there Mike? yeah <laughs> yeah one says no. madam the fruit stands over there and the other one whispers looks like the fruit stands over here <laughs> oh shade 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 just as I... uh sally you are smite them up sally smite them can can reply? Just... yeah yeah go ahead I'll, I'll give them my invitation stare them down as they mm -hmm. read it and then just kind of thrust out my chest and go cherries um i'm just gonna <laughs> offer them some fruit from my dress <laughs> They look uh, baffled and impressed and a little bit worried that they've been so snarky to someone who's clearly in someone Noble's good books. Um, and they say, oh, we do apologise, madam. Um, and you stick over to us and they go, uh, thank you. And <laughs> I love that a it's just cherry. It's impolite to refuse now. <laughs> There's no <Yeah>. way. <laughs> <laughs> they just kind of awkwardly munch. As uh, you are stepping away past the guards, uh, you notice a familiar figure behind you. And Gwathryn, you are stepping up. You've come up a little bit later, a little bit separately from your um, the rest of your uh, gardener's crew because it's you're technically a guest, although you're expected to behave. I I've worn my cleanest robe. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to make you roll because you definitely. It's not that. It's not that clean. Okay. So, uh, Dan, you, uh, Gwathryn, you step up and you see Sally um, in this strange amalgamation of a dress. Um, you are, yes, you're right. You're yourself in a kind of a, a formal kind of dress uniform. Um, so they they don't really judge you that hard uh, as you hand them your invitation. They nod you through and say, go ahead, Gardner, enjoy the party. Um, and you, uh, you spot Sally, who you haven't seen in a few months. So I'm going to come up, come up to Sally and go, E evening, Sally. How are you doing? Evening, Gwathryn. This wasn't my idea. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, I, well, I think you look very stylish. I don't know what the fashioners are like down in the city. That's proper, true. But... You wouldn't, would you? That's fantastic. <laughs> no, um... I, I think you. I think you look eclectically wonderful. I um I'd like to compliment your shiny bangle. I don't think I've seen you with Thank that before, you. and I Thank I think you. it's rather fetching. <laughs> Thank you. I hoped somebody would notice. I spent a lot of effort polishing it up. Yeah. It's very shiny, Gwathryn. I'm enjoying it enormously. 
as the good, two good. of you complement each other as if you know what on earth you're talking about, <laughs> um, you see the, uh, you hear the trumpet sound uh, at the grand gate. Yes, thank you. I was hoping someone would do that. Um, and they are pulled aside as a booming announcer announces the Lady Elizabeth Morgan and her son, Sir Archibald Morgan, and a beautiful carriage led by four white horses uh, steps, uh, comes to a gentle halt um, in the middle of the courtyard. Do I need to roll for my baller outfit? Uh, no. Uh, well, okay. roll with advantage, maybe. Yeah, roll with advantage. Imagine <laughs> if Archie <laughs> rolled a one right Double now. One. Uh, oh, you fall <laughs> in a pile of manure. What happened? <laughs> I rolled an eleven. Oh. And then I rolled a natural 20, baby. Yay! Yay! Archie, yeah! this is incredible. Very well done. Yeah! I rolled a 20 to arrive at a party too early. I feel like that's, <laughs> that's a win for me. Yeah. I'm going to call Yeah, let's not forget that great 20. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to start calling these rolls aesthetics checks. And there's nothing anyone else nice. can stop me. Um, so, Archie, you have taken some time but you are high off your wind this afternoon you so have high. various uh, assistants you have various servants even though jeremy hasn't been around and he is your favorite but the others know how to style you very well and as you step out you are the very picture of summer's elegance and nobility uh, sally and Gratherin, even though you guys have met uh, sir archie and you've seen him looking pretty good You've never seen him done up for a party before. You can see his hair is quaffed perfectly. Um, his armor is shined and gilded. Um, yeah, Archie, what what specifically about you looks so incredibly stylish? So yeah, the hair is the hair is really I think where the magic's happening. It's it's quite it's long blonde hair, but I think he's kind of like boofed up at the front. But it's long it's long down the sides. But it's um it's just it's just working there's something about it maybe there's a sheen maybe the the sweat from battle is just like soaked into the into his locks and it's just looking absolutely legit so his hair's great because normally he's wearing a helmet and so most people yeah. don't know how good his hair is um, absolutely so there's that um i don't know i don't know what his kind of formal wear would be i guess it's uh i don't know what would he uh... wear like ceremonial armor i suppose like yeah like a, a, a chest section but it wouldn't restrict a gentleman dancing yeah okay so it's like a kind of light a light burnished gold i think with like Ooh. one of the kind of big like chest plate things i think but with no sleeves whatever that's called so there's like lots of rotational movement and then i'm thinking witcher kind of witcher three style maybe a kind of puffy white shirt underneath mm-hmm. um and then some kind of i guess tight witcher often uh Geralt even just wears these like tight black trousers which often look pretty good if you ask i'll me. let you have Geralt's trousers why not God, i'm wearing <laughs> in the city of summers they're known as Geralt's trousers after a, a famous tailor called Geralt, uh and some and some lovely like knee-high boots i like uh, that we're not allowed to talk about the wizard stories but we are allowed to talk about Geralt by name in the I, witcher series yeah <laughs> we're gonna uh, call them the wizard stories that's yeah. some like superstitious don't yeah. say macbeth in a theater shit oh the scottish play the, the wizard, wizard stories. stories i like the wizard story four that's my favorite wild well let's not get into that but the point is um you look incredible sir archie and yeah. you step and out the, can i just say the evening mm-hmm. breeze is just kind of blowing his hair ever so slightly yes. as he steps out and kind of shakes his mane yes and he you... looks positively leonine yeah <laughs> that's fantastic you look like a slow motion l'oreal advert as you flick sorry uh 
conditioner and shampoo effort uh, as you flick your head. So wait, we can say the Witcher, but I not don't know what we can brands. say. I don't know what we can say. I don't want to get sued by uh, shampoo products. It's pretty advertising, guys. Yeah, just if everyone you say your favourite shampoo brand at the same time. Three, that will be completely gone. Lionel. Lionel. Our connection isn't. Fast to <laughs> yeah. that, is it? Also, Talal physically manifest in our dreams tonight and crush all of us <laughs> for endangering our copyrights. So, uh, <laughs> like we're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. All right, here we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, this is Dragons and Dungeons. It's very ah, different. No, this is absolutely Dungeons and Dragons. And oh, you guys yes. should, okay. you guys should support Wizards Zenith. of the Coast. <laughs> I thought we were playing Arabs and Adventurers. <laughs> um, no, go ahead, go ahead and support Wizards of the Coast, guys. They're great. I feel like we've had uh, a legally complicated blind alley here, and we're going to turn around and walk delicately over to um, as Archie elegantly steps out of this carriage. He, uh, you can see the wind tossing his beautiful hair, his ceremonial armor, and you spot. Maybe he's born with it. <laughs> you spot uh, Sally and Gretherin standing opposite you looking Grathard looks like he's done his best Sally looks like a dwarf has cut up a dress sewed it <laughs> on her and then attached some fruit to try and help oh and Archie stands goddess. head and shoulders above them very good very good I'm, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of just in incline respectfully and say Sir Archie are we, are we close to them uh yeah you sort of um uh, they stepped back to let your carriage through so they're very near you Right, so yeah, I walk out, kind of arms raised to an adoring crowd, then I see these three absolute reprobates, and I'm just like... Ugh. Is there actually an adoring crowd for him, or is he just... In his mind, there is. <laughs> there are a few passing guests who sort of uh, eye him appreciatively. Okay. Uh, and not, uh, That's of, not us. <laughs> speak of the rest of you, as you approach, or just look at, Gratherin and Sally, you hear um, a, a quiet, confused conversation being happened, uh, being... Uh, conducted with the guards and Katayab, as they're saying, I'm sorry, sir, you, you at least must be lost. No, 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 I'm here for Mal's birthday, right? Mal's, I'm <laughs> sorry, sir, this is a, this is a school of magic. Aha, uh -huh. yes, yes, well, here's my invitation. Oh, right, oh, three for three, yeah, who'd have thought it? Well, at least this one doesn't have fruit stitched to him. All right, go on in, sir, sorry for the delay, there's your invitation. Thank you. Maybe so, a good day. To be clear, I haven't seen Jeremy yet today, have I? No. God, I'm going to have words with that boy. <laughs> you maybe saw him earlier, but uh, you roll me uh, a wisdom check, Archie, uh, as Katayab steps over. Oh, shit. That is, tw that is a dirty 20. Ooh, filthy. Um, Absolutely <laughs> rancid 20. <laughs> Festering postulant 20. <laughs> It's a 20 I don't want. <laughs> well, don't have it then. Um, you you figure out that having seen all your friends here and from what your mother said um, and this way that she mentioned Jeremy uh, as if the two of them had had a conversation about it, you think it's highly likely that your mother sent Jeremy out on errands to deliver these to people, these invitations to people. So you think that's probably where Jeremy's been all day. Oh, I see, I see, I see, right. Um, well, mother, you should go in and enjoy these festivities. I will join you very shortly. I love you. Mwah, mwah. 
I, lo I love you, darling. You take care, my little champion. You look so handsome. And she kind of fixes your hair and like um, reminds you, shoulders back, stand up tall, be proud. It in spite of himself, he's like, yes, mother, yes, I love you too. Now, off you go. Shoo, shoo, shoo. <laughs> the four of you uh, meet up and you, uh, Archie, you see your three friends waiting you. Ah, Archie! Great. Hey. Hey, hey you, brother, you, thanks for the invite. And you I came. Him, uh, I'll give him a cuddle. Uh, uh, yes, good good to see you, friend. I love these metallic cold hugs. Yes. No, <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. So Jeremy, Jeremy invited you all, did he? Uh, on your request, of course. Well, I believe I believe your your mother invited us. Jeremy just ah yes, literally the messenger. Boy. Yes. Don't shoot the messenger, Archie. Yes. Well, we'll see about that, won't we? We might have some archery practice later. But um, hmm. I tell you what, though, that that Jeremy. Really good skin. You know? Oh, I, you positively know, glowing, right? You know, Gwathryn, I've I've had that exact same thought myself. And actually, you, your yeah. skin is looking... Mwah. I mean, game recognised game. Oh, you yeah. look yeah. top draw. Cheers, cheers, sir, Archie. Cheers. Yeah, you look so. younger than all of us, Gwathryn. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should say, Gwathryn's a middle-aged halfling. <laughs> yeah. all, the, all of these guys are 19. <laughs> we have got a really strong dad contingent. We've got Bill Graub, we've got <laughs> Gwathryn... Right, yeah. um, uh, I... Sally, Sally, uh, what a joyous, fruitful occasion to see you once Thank again. Thank you. Do you care for a cantaloupe? Absolutely. <laughs> Where yes! was the cantaloupe sewn? <laughs> oh, just, just into the bodice. Just, yes. just a, a, the corset can support so much. S Sally, so what's, what's, what's all this, all this fruit? Oh, I just, you know, Bill Grab really wanted me to stay healthy and who am I to say no? Yes, who needs bags when you can sew it to your clothes? I do generally carry several kilos of fruit. That is my inventory for, for adventuring. No, I just, I, 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 thought, I thought you'd appreciate it, Archie. Do you like it? Uh... I stare him down. We should head I inside. Should we head inside? stare at the bridge of his nose, not even into the eyes. I'm I munching think... on a cantaloupe and I say, it's delicious. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just like helping myself to whatever low hanging fruit from the dress there is, like quite literally. I'm not, I'm not sure we should just be taking fruit from her. <laughs> this is literally her clothes. She offers, she man. Encourages oh, okay. She encourages it. She encourages it. She feels very very comfortable with people okay, um, plucking her long, low hanging fruit. I don't like this analogy. What, what do you say we head inside, my good, good friends? Yeah, let's, let's get this party started. Come on, let's go. Yes, good goddess. So as the four of you step into the teleportation hall at the top of the uh, conjuration wing, you see all these beautiful people. Uh, you see all of these fascinating magical spells going on. You can see a variety of different nobles about. Uh, you can see Gwathryn, you spot the gardeners on duty, uh, just as Cornet said. Um, yeah, I, is can, anybody... Can I see Lord Paget anywhere? Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Uh, that is a 16. 16. Very, very good. Uh, so you don't manage to spot Professor William Paget, hmm. but you do manage oh. to spot his husband. Ah. Uh, you can see a half-elf in his middle age with short, dark, curly hair and a pair of spectacles balanced on his nose. Uh, you know this man to be uh, Lord Professor Lawrence Paget, who is head of Transfiguration. You know, they have three sons together. 
Um, you know, they met while they were at the uh, academy, and I think you'd probably be of an appropriate age to maybe have done security detail for one of the many festivals held for one of their weddings. Well, their, their wedding, rather. I was going to uh, say, so there are many weddings. One of their many weddings. They have many weddings. A wedding every <laughs> year. Every year yeah. we get remarried. Which is quite, quite Reaffirm beautiful. their vows. They're very insecure about their love. <laughs> and they sure? like gifts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They've bankrupted half the city from their wedding list. Every but those year. weddings <laughs> are off the chain, guys. Honestly. Yeah. You want to get an invitation to one of those. Do you think this party's sick? God. A Paget wedding, <laughs> wedding is fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> so I, they really nailed it after the first 30 yeah, the 31st exactly. oh my god it'd be weird if they were bad at them at this stage yeah, yeah. so I can see not not the, the not the guy I want to keep an eye on but I can see his husband mm-hmm, absolutely I, do, do I know I, I like so maybe I've done security for them so they probably know me in that capacity uh, yeah I'm going to go up to uh, the, uh, Prof- Lord Professor Paget. Um, Lovely. This is Lawrence Paget, Lawrence. not William Paget. Okay. It occurred to me if they were going to be married, they would have the same title and last name. And I was like, that probably won't be a problem. Yeah, it's totally not confusing, Vicky. Thank <laughs> yeah. you so much. This is great. Who, this is great. who took whose name? Uh, that's a good question. Go ahead and roll history. Ooh, I'm good at this. <laughs> that is a 10. 10. Uh, probably William. You think William may have way back been a Frithera? Mm, of course, of course. Mm. regardless you can absolutely approach the lord professor um and he looks up from behind his spectacles uh, uh from a uh, small tome on transfiguration magic he looks, he says, da- looks down you mean uh yes absolutely yeah he looks down through his spectacles um and says oh yes gardner can i help you uh, i'm gonna bow and make the appropriate kind of d- d- deferential kind of thing and say oh, oh yes lord lawrence this is lord lawrence right <laughs> Yeah, this is Lord Professor Lawrence Paget, LPLP. I'm just going to say, what? I'm going to, I'm going to make that noise, and then um... (laughs) he says, "Who told you my secret name?" Ah, your your husband. No, no, this is not canon. Um, I'm going to uh, ask. um, I'm just going to try and make kind of general conversation. I say, "Oh, yeah, how are you enjoying the party this evening?" Uh, yes, very well. Obviously, we're all very proud of William's achievements. Uh, oh. It's so nice to see so many members of the faculties here of all the different schools, not mm. only uh, not only conjuration, but yes, this transport relay is going to be a, a really excellent um, oh. uh, sort of network. It would be so delightful if we could transport ourselves safely to the cities of our allies oh. and, of course, them here mm. uh, and not just have to brave the storm. I mean, think about it. This is... This is the sort of uh, innovation that comes around once ever. <laughs> what, what was uh, what was I'm just gonna call them both Lord Paget. And what was Lord uh-huh. what was Lord Paget's uh, role in all this? Then you say you're very proud of him, but obviously, but yes. what what did he do? Well, he's led the whole operation, of course. Yeah, uh, of course. We will be producing an autobiography to the effect uh, to detail his information, and of course, he's got several several scholarly articles on the uh, on the subject. But um, yes, he's he's led the led the investigations quite well. Of course, his early uh, experiments with teleportation didn't go quite so well, but we're very certain that now the teleportation circle will safely take us to the city of Cats. Sounds very promising indeed. 
Slightly uh, concerning for this city, though, this influx of uh, outside influence. Perhaps, but the teleportation circle will be closely guarded by members of our personal faculty security. Nobody will be getting in or out without appropriate academic grants approved by the nobles' parliament. You needn't worry yourself, Gardner. We've taken appropriate approval. Those noble parliaments, they know what they're doing, let me tell you, so... I can... Oh, so more... Oh, yeah, was I, was I there the whole time or not? You could have followed. Oh, him I, don't wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to butt in. I thought we were. Oh, come on, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Right. Right. Yeah. Come in. Come in. Well, no, I mean, hello, you... hello, Larry. How are you? Keeping well? Ah, oh, yes, absolutely. And yourself, Archie? Mm, good. I don't suppose you saw the joust today. Another quite sterling oh, victory, well. if I do say so myself. Oh, congratulations to you. You know, uh, I'm not one for jousting, but uh, we've been doing a lot of preparations for this party. But I'm sad to have missed it. If you say it was a good one. Oh, I mean, hey, look. I do what I do, you do what you do. You know, you, bo- you boffins really do make this place run. So, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad, glad to be here with my good friends uh, who you're talking to now. Uh, just checking that everything goes well, to be honest, on our end. Yes, you know, of course. Good party needs I'm, good guests. That's what I say. I'm surprised my niece isn't with you. Have you fallen out already? <laughs> uh, who would that be in Out of Character? Uh, out of Character, uh, you're not sure. Uh, in oh. noble families and noble houses, quite a few people are referred to as nieces, nephews, uh, cousins, even if they're not directly related, because a lot of people join houses through marriage. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, so you would know that it is a whole variety of possible uh, younger noble ladies from House uh, Paget. Oh, well, Paget's one of the big houses, is it? Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. I'm making a little a little tree of all the different houses. Very so nice. I love it. I'm 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 very much looking for canopies. While this is all going on, <laughs> you can absolutely look for canopies. Yes, there are absolutely canopies being brought around. In fact, you can see uh, there is an elf stood very near to you, holding canopies high, and then he <laughs> he looks over um, and lowers it for you, and you can see him just subtly uh, finishing the last of one of the jam tartlets from his from his plate. He the the, the person serving the canopies is eating the canopies. Yeah, I'm gonna give a kind of like knowing wink and like, yeah, good lad, nice one. <laughs> he looks concerned because you're a gardener, and then he's like, I'll, I'll tap my nose and be like, yeah, yeah, nice. He taps nice. his nose. He goes to tap I'm it. With grab the... quite a few of the canapes, just like just in case. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, you uh, fill your hand with small jam tartlets and neatly cut beef sandwiches. Not. Gonna, I'm gonna take the beef out. Fed, okay. Wouldn't eat animals. Cass, what floor is this uh, gala on? Right at the top, so it would be the fifth or sixth floor. Um, do we see any kind of maintenance staff or like, you know, uh, caretakers or or any of the, the, the staff of the building hanging around? Lower level? Uh, you can see, again, this, um, this elf who seems to be just sort of subtly munching what canapes he can is probably one of the wait staff. Um, you can see... Uh, a, a good number of the faculty are here. Some of the uh, more junior students. That fellow with a gecko on his shoulder seems a junior student. Um, and there are a couple of gardeners on duty. Um, you suspect that any maintenance staff specifically have either been uh, gently invited to their own party below stairs or um, dressed up to be indistinguishable from the um, uh, uh, kind of members of the faculty so well, they don't feel left out. Okay. Well, I turn to Sally and I say, Sally, um, it turns out, actually, it's quite... I'm peeling for- a banana. <laughs> From your dress? Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. You brought <laughs> a bunch uh, of them. 
I got like four more. Yeah, they're they're the shoulder. They're like the uh, the puffs. Sally brings her you own know? canapes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sally doesn't give a crap about canapes. Uh, Sally, it's it's quite yes. fortunate we've been invited here tonight because actually, I'm in the middle of a trying to help solve a mystery, really a puzzle of sorts, and it involves someone who works here. Is that right, oh. Vicky? They 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 tend the gardens here, right? Yep, Micah. occasionally. He was a garden um, boy. Yes, uh, small boy, missing, does sometimes works in the gardens here. And uh, I'm probably going to go nose around a little bit. Uh, you want to join me for some fresh antics? <laughs> I, <laughs> I assume I can hear, see or hear this happening. And I, I, Make a perception check. How stealthy, check. How stealthy uh, is I'm, I'm, I'm imagining... I'm imagining Archie and Gwathryn over there talking to some yep, old fuddy duddy. Definitely, I'm over here. I'm definitely not taking my eye off you maniacs dressed as a fucking ah. fruit salad and a. Shall <laughs> <laughs> so. make a perception check to see how good an eye you can keep on your errant friends. Okay, that is a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. All right, Katayab and uh, Sally, go ahead and make me a stealth check. Oh no. See, this is the thing. Sally's me. really, really torn between. Um, Trying to impress the professor, because transmutation, but also yeah. it's not really her scene, and this missing child is much more interesting. Yeah. Um, also, two. please, can I? Oh, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say <laughs> disadvantage because you're wearing a fruit salad, but we don't need no. to. Hey, my fruit salad is incredibly advantageous. Oh, it's I a have walking all bowl the of potassium <laughs> I will ever need. Why is that pile of fruit walking towards the exit? I'm not intending to make a big song and dance about any of this. I'm going to yeah. go and just uh, find someone on a lower level who's more yeah. on my level and have a chat. I can't tell you how stressed I am that you two are walking away. <laughs> Katayab, have you told... Do, do I, well, I guess, do I know about I rolled a nat 20, by the way. I held it yeah, up. Yeah, he's the camera. gone. He's uh, gone. Katayab's gone. Yeah, what were you saying, uh, Dan? Do I know about the missing child as well? You said um, the gardeners had looked for the missing child. Would Cornaith, uh, Yes. Would Cornaith have mentioned anything like that to look out for or something? uh he wouldn't have uh flagged it up specifically yeah. for this party but you would probably have heard about it as a missing child okay. case uh in the past weeks he was 17 yeah. um but it's still he's still technically a child um and uh yeah you would know that this is an association but your uh, instructions were specifically okay. to look for lord william okay. not necessarily to his uh, mum had him very young she was 30. You said she was 30. Yeah. And he's 17. Zero judgment. It's just... <laughs> she's, in, she's in her late 30s. Hey, it's the city of summers, baby. <laughs> yeah. I love how Vicky ages characters. I really... Yeah, everyone should just uh, pay it. strong attention, those listening at home, to how yes. Vicky refers to old characters. <laughs> oh, yes. As soon as she said the woman was haggard, I was like, come on, a, please, yeah. please be older than 40. A, no, yeah. 30. Vicky's idea of ancient is like 15. <laughs> No, it's not. Well, this we'll was, see. It happened one time. It happened one time, stream. One time. <laughs> I can't believe you guys roasted me about this in front of people. We will never stop. <laughs> All I'm saying is you better not get too attached to that horse, John Grace. All up. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Oh, it will age rapidly and become middle-aged at age 30. Yeah, it's going to be 10 years old, devastatingly old. One time. Okay, Katayab, yes, you can slink away. And Sasha, what did you roll? I rolled a two. Okay, you can't. Um, <laughs> she <laughs> slips on a banana. Uh, she slips on a dropped <laughs> banana peel. Yeah. Uh, you uh, you realise there are a few people approaching you, Sally, to attempt to speak with you about 
what an interesting outfit and uh, giggle amongst themselves. Uh, so I think that's called peacocking. It's when you away. dress in a ridiculously like over the top way, just so you know people in Da Club will talk to you. Yeah, so clearly Sally's just ahead of the curve. Yeah. It's like like dudes now wearing cravats in in Tiger Tiger. I feel like <laughs> this is. They might also just want some vitamin C or potassium. I will offer it to them if you will not. I, I look around. I will offer your guests all the potassium they need. I think, I, think need. I look around and expect it to go be going horribly because you're older too. But then everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, these cantaloupes are really nice." I'm like, "All right, fine." All right, yeah. If she's if she's useful as fruit, I guess. Sure, she can be uh, a fruit so. dispenser. I will. That's fine. I look around for some champagne because I need to get Lovely. drunk. Sally, the living canopy. <laughs> <laughs> imagine you're like imagine like a kind of triangular dress like a kind of series of platters and you just spin around like a yeah. lazy Susan full oh, of no, fruit no. lazy Sally I, I think they hang down oh, no. sort of, <laughs> we've mounted them and they hang down in layers so the, the sleeves are the bananas the cherries are just just the kind of the bodice up to the bottom of the chest and then I'm just cantaloupe until the hips and then just various cantaloupe just, all the way down just different, just, just, a, just a medley, really. Just a, just a fun fruit medley. Someone in the chat. And obviously, said, I've sprayed them all with um, a bit of lemon juice so they don't oxidize because that's how you smart. do it. Fruit salads, Twitch. Um, <laughs> Someone in the chat just said they left for a bit and came back and they asking what they, what do they miss? It's a lot of this, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of this, yeah. It's mainly this. Fruit so, as, as Sally is um, being a, a refreshing snack for uh, some polite nobles and interested students, you're tired, you can easily slink away. I guess uh, Sally's had... not joining me, okay. <laughs> no, can I try and join him later, maybe? Maybe later. Maybe uh, later. Maybe a bit Good later. escaping maybe. these hungry nobles. <laughs> You're not feeding your guests properly, Sir Archie. I think you need to put more effort into catering and maybe stop your staff from eating all your jam tarts. You know what? You will be invited to my next party because, honestly, Sally, you are doing a great <laughs> job. Anyway, I'm going to get some champagne. Keep up the great work. I will see you later. Kataya. I'm displeased that I've pleased him. <laughs> You go downstairs. You leave all of this and you go downstairs. Uh, are you trying to look for somebody that specifically worked in the gardens? Or uh, I'm looking some, for someone in like green dungarees with like grass stains on their clothes. You know, mud little, under little their green fingernails. green cap with an L on it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a brother a, who holding wears red. A, a plunger or a spanner will do, I guess. But main thing is like grit under the fingernails. Uh, <laughs> Um, if you're yeah, that person, it... call 0181 <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Um, you managed to find a couple of the uh, garden maintenance staff who are just packing away their um, tools. Uh, you see kind of a, a tallish, quite reedy, scrawny um, young Cuban man um, and an old, maybe in her 60s or 70s, oh. uh, halfling lady um, who seems dead. to be... So, well, no, the... <laughs> Just saying, 60, I'm 73 mm. and a, ha yeah, a, half, so... a halflings live to 150. So 73 yeah. is middle age, not old. Seven, she's 73, the human equivalent of okay, 73. Fine, so fine. she's Checks probably out. about 112 Checks out. as a Checks random out. number. Um, so you see these two uh, sat outside. <laughs> I love um, that. The hardest <laughs> job for you is aging your characters. <laughs> Lest so you hard. suffer the scorn. 
Let's discover the scorn and the wrath of your stupid fucking yeah, players. She doesn't need to check anything in a book, but my God, can she not identify the age of any woman? I it's not just women. Uh, look, I, I don't age know everyone wrong, okay? Equal opportunities okay. for ages. I don't discriminate, okay? You're all ancient uh, to me, says Vicky. Okay, okay. <laughs> you are, I, I go to the younger one and I say, Micah, are you Micah? Uh... No. Well, okay. Um, I tried. (laughs) (laughs) Can we help you, son? Ever the optimist I am, but uh, yes, perhaps you can. Hi, um, I am Katayab Khan, and uh, I fight all that is wrong, and I champion all that is good. And in you I see good, my friend. I'm looking for a young man, or... uh, Yes, a young man called Micah. Oh boy, depending, you know, on your judgment. Seventeen. He's old enough to go to the pub, apparently. It confuses the hell out of me. But uh... <laughs> if, he, if he has food with a drink, then it's fine. Oh, okay, he's allowed one cider or beer with his... The city of Summers has UK licensing laws. Yeah. Accompanied by an adult. has to be with an adult. has to be with an adult. <laughs> Look, if, Vic, if Vicky's serving the drink, she's not going to know how old he is, so she'll just give him... Yeah. Oh, that toddler's 100. Sweet. I'll give him a beer. Vicky's all the NPCs. Yeah. All the bombs can tell. underaged. The kids in this town get battered. You cannot roast me for the last 15 minutes of this stream. You just cannot. Okay. I've got so much plot to do. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. You know it's this okay. guy? Uh, you okay. know this guy? You familiar? You know uh, yes, Micah, I remember him, says the older halfling lady who's about 112 and that makes her old by halfling standards. Um, uh, wow, says, from, from a few meters away, you looked like you were 60 and now I'm getting close, you look a bit <laughs> oh, older. That's the mirage of the summers. Age ah. is very difficult to work out. The rippling heat of the sunshine. In natural daylight, age it's, is so hard it's to work It's the evening. Guys, we it's said no evening. more roasting. We've got to do the floor. You, you need not tell me of the mystery of the sun but uh of course so glad to know you know yes micah. micah micah lovely boy very very knowledgeable he put his mind to learning an awful lot to be honest when he first applied i thought he was trying to be a student huh. but he he went around telling us all about the names of the different plants and how each one of them you know grows best oh. i don't know he was a strong back good worker polite fella oh my goddesses this sounds like such a brilliant young mind which makes this even more <laughs> difficult. Look, Are you saying it would be less sad if he was stupid and missing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's of less value. All right. <laughs> what was your response? She says, sassy. He said yes. All oh, right. <laughs> yes, a society is based on merit. <laughs> no one has a no, that is not what I mean. C- come on. I'm in the middle of the flow here. Come on. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> For some reason, there's a roasty energy. There's yeah. a roasty energy Who going on. Yeah, the roast where man. I'm from, life is a bit less valuable. Okay, I am, I'm not worth much myself. Okay, I never claimed any to be anything myself. Uh, she takes her old wizened halfling hand, because she's an old lady, and she puts it gently on your arm, and she says, don't talk about yourself like that, son. I heard about four bones clicking while you moved your arm. Uh, well, but, uh... look, I'm an old woman, <laughs> as I've stated before. I'm an old woman. Well, look, uh, what, uh, <laughs> look, sadly, young Micah is currently missing, vanished, kaput. But I am um, hopeful that he's out there somewhere, maybe in a misguided venture, or maybe he's in a bit of trouble, but we need to help him. When was the last time you saw him? Where might he be? 
etc. A few weeks ago, I'm afraid, almost a month now. Uh, he was just doing his good gardening work as per, finished his shift, nothing unusual. And then next we heard, we heard from his mother that he disappeared on the farmland. Oh, she's already been here. Yes, well, she's uh, she's put up these, she tried to put up these posters. Of course, the Clara Scholastica was having none of it. And they said uh, they would uh, report it to the gardeners. But beyond that, mm. we said we'd keep an eye out. They seemed a happy Family. Did, was I, was I there in his behavior? Did you notice anything strange the last few times you saw him? I suppose he did seem a little bit distracted. Like, I don't know, he was finding it hard to concentrate or something. Huh. I don't know. He, he kept asking questions like about whether death was important. He would just sort of, you know, Fucking what boys that age are like. That sounds like a downer. Like, he's a, <laughs> you're not here. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, you know what boys that age are like. You know, they <laughs> read a, death. Talk, they, whatever book he'd read, he would chat along and chat our ears off about. Uh, we just let him chat. I presume that he'd written, he'd been reading something about that. He kept chattering about immortality and knowledge and what lives on after you go. So maybe he's know. come across some new information yeah, he's probably into the smiths <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna he look at that the... does sound like the most teenage thing ever yeah. his last name yeah. is like a smith and i'm furious <laughs> i'm gonna look at the other um gardener for mm -hmm. not for want of i don't want to cause confusion mm -hmm. let's say landscape they are gardeners not gardeners um <laughs> small uh, g i'm going hey uh my yeah. kind friend anything to add perhaps uh, nope. Okay. Huh. Did he have a personal locker or a, a room or some sort of space of his own in the building? Not here, sir, I'm afraid. Whenever he stayed over, I mean, if it got too late for him to walk back to the, the farms by himself, uh, Professor uh, William would give him a ride back, you know, the uh, the one who's doing the gala now. Aha! He would give him a ride back home after his shift? Yeah. Professor William. Yeah. Strange name. Well, okay. it's uh, Lord Professor William Paget, but I presumed you... Ah, William Paget. I've heard of this one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, He's the one holding the party. My ancient, ancient friend, thank you so much for your kind, uh, kind help. <laughs> she melts into <laughs> dust. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for using your final words on this mortal coil to convey this information. She says, <sighs> I, I, I head back up to the party. You head back up and you head back up just in time. Um, Archie, while you are up there, you see your mother approaching you and your father at her side. Oh, um, your father is a very tall, towering, imposing man um, with a permanent frown fixed on his face. I hold my champagne uh, glass behind my back. <laughs> um, your mother says now darling come here and starts fussing your hair and completely ignores everybody else around you um, and uh, fusses your hair for a moment longer and then says alright now follow me um, and she hmm. brings you towards a noble woman Ooh, okay. uh, yes. right. she, the noble woman's about your age the first thing you notice about her is the dress that she wears uh, it seems to be navy blue velvet with a delicate web of thin silver chains across it, interrupted at regular intervals with decorative bronze coins, the net of which sweeps into long sleeves and a capelet. Uh, you recognise her? Capelet. 
That's, well, you're going to love her more in a minute. Um, this is Lady Juliana Frithera of House Frithera. Um, you've seen her and her brilliant red hair very vaguely around a social gathering. Uh, Lady Juliana, as you approach, uh, kind of bobs a, a polite nod. I incline my head respectfully in return. Uh, your mother says, wonderful, wonderful. Isn't everybody getting on so wonderfully? Anyway, um, it is my absolute pleasure and delight to announce that the negotiations have been finalised and formalised and the two of you, after the appropriate year of courting, will be married. <laughs> wow. Sorry, what? Sorry, pardon, Mummy. I didn't. I didn't quite catch that. One more time. Oh well, you. I know. I know, darling. It's a little bit of a shock, but you must trust, Mummy, that in a year or so, you must wait. Of course, the whole year where you court and you you negotiate all things about your future marital life, and then the two of you will be happily married. Right. Katayab is whooping and hollering uh, <laughs> so loud. Wait, right wait. You're down with the old dead ladies, aren't you? He's come back up. Okay. I will permit him to whoop and holler. Okay. Um. Right. Yes, thank you, Mother. What a Woo! what a wonderful surprise! This is Go so on, my boy. This is so surprising, uh, Lady Juliana. What what a pleasure! Were you were you aware of this glorious development? I considered it somewhat inevitable, didn't you? Mm. Okay, all right. <laughs> Interesting. Now that now that I see a bit of that in her, yes. Yes, I suppose it is. What a wonderful inevitability for both of us. Is it? I'm, I'm tr out of character. I'm fucking trying here. Yeah, you're trying. <laughs> yeah. She is very hard to read. Okay. Uh, yes, of course. I mean, two great houses united under one glorious banner. What could be... Would you like some champagne? I'm going to have some champagne. Why don't we toast... Toast to this. Here. Cham someone. You there. Champagne. The uh, the elven servant from earlier steps over with a spits two, it back into a glass. Champagne. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and hands of tea. Bill, would you um, keep it together? Uh, no, okay. I, <laughs> I grab the champagne and go to us. To us. Clink. And your mother goes, hurrah, hooray! Oh, and, and excuse me, I'm so delighted. Oh, and look, it seems like we're just in time for the grand opening. Uh, you hear the polite clinging, uh, clinking of glasses um, as, with a clearing of the throat, Lord Professor Lawrence Paget steps up to the podium at the front of the hall and a hushed silence rolls over the crowd. Distinguished, noble and honoured guests, it is my privilege and joy to introduce you tonight to the man who has changed all of our lives for the better. When we met both students at this very academy, we were utterly opposed on which school of magic would lead the city of Summers forward into a new era of interconnectedness and progress. Through many late night study sessions, we learned that magic should not exist to set us apart, but to connect us all under the blessings of our goddess. We, of course, found new things to argue about throughout the decades of our marriage, and I am certain we will be finding them until we are both gone from this world. But one thing I and our three sons can agree on is that tonight we are all so very proud to be your family. So, without any further ado, I give you Lord Professor William Paget. And there is a thunderous round of applause that just keeps going and going 
and going. And then peters out awkwardly. And Lawrence clears his throat again and goes, <clears throat> Darling? <laughs> Sorry, darling? He said he'd be back by now. Um, has anybody seen him? William? And a few other shouts go up for Lord Professor William Paget. I look across to Lady Juliana. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is looking round. She is curious. She's. Um, are you trying to read her? Are you trying to? I don't know. I've just been get given her a, to help. I've been given a huge obligation here, and I do not know what to do with it. Yeah. I say to Archie and Juliana. <laughs> no, I'm just. No, That's so awkward. That, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Hey! Into no. the silence. Oh. Yeah. I'm See? cringing. Yeah, I grab Kataib and I'm like, just thank you, my friend, but now is not a good time. I appreciate your support, but we, someone is clearly missing. So let's talk about this later. Would you like some champagne? No, that's a terrible idea. I'm not going to get you drunk. Oh, God. Uh, just, just try to create a distraction to the awkward disappearance of Professor no, Paget. your instincts are good, but let's just keep it on the down. But I, I am genuinely really happy for you, bro. Thank you. Thank you. I, me too. I'm over, uh, overcome with joy. Yes, let's we're about to say over, we're about to say over the moon, which doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> over the sun. It does exist, but not here. Can I look at the dude with the gecko? Yeah, <laughs> he looks surprised. <laughs> he looks. Yeah. No, I wanna, I wanna, you know, perceive the dude with the gecko. Okay, go ahead and roll an insight check and see if you can see what he's thinking Ooh, or how he's acting. Seventeen, please. Seventeen. Uh, yeah, he looks quite startled. Uh, he's looking around. Uh, there what are. What about the gecko? The gecko <laughs> is staring straight at you and looking. I offer it some fruit. Uh, what fruit do you offer Great the gecko? Great question. I was about to ask the same. <laughs> uh, I offer it a plum. A plum. It happily munches the plum. Um, it goes. Um, the awkwardness. Do you speak, do you speak gecko? Do you speak gecko? I wish I did. I can turn into a no. I can't turn into a gecko, but I can turn into the dude the gecko sitting on and steal the gecko. But I won't. As the as the awkward, uncomfortable silence breaks into uh, calls and shouts and the quiet shifting of chairs and tables as people take a look for him. Uh, there is the opening of doors as various academics uh, rush out to try and check whether he's slipped over in his office or something similar. Can I look uh, out the window? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and make a perception check. Can I survey the crowd? Can I properly like yeah. look at everyone? Make a perception okay. check. Oh, that's a nat one. <laughs> Ooh, 19, please. 19. Okay. Uh, Katayab, you don't see much. Uh, in fact, you're delighted. Congrats to Archie. Yeah. Uh, First you win the joust and now this. Yes, what a day to be alive. Hooray. Sally, you yes. managed to take a look around the crowd and you, you, everyone seems to be panicking. Everyone seems to be concerned, looking for uh, the professor. And then something in your mind tells you to look up. You look up towards the beautiful stained glass ceiling one second before a thunderous bang and a shower of shards of colorful glass the ceiling above you all smashes into pieces and a figure falls through it from the sky and that's where we're in tonight's session oh come on vicky <laughs> i want to stay in vicky's world
I know, but it's nine o'clock. We've all got to go to bed. Oh, We've all got to go to sleep. <laughs> God's sake. Uh, there we go. What type of figure? What shape? <laughs> what form? How fast figure. does he fall? You have to Is quickly. How old? How old? Do yeah, the that's... shards of glass hurt <laughs> us? Do they hurt you? Because <laughs> you're looking up. Who am I diving to protect? No, you look up. That's so a good question. Both your eyes. I guess no, 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 no. I see the figure coming. I dive to protect one of you, and it ain't gonna be you. Oh, I was not expecting it to be me. We'll find I... out next week. I put another pound into Vicky. Does she keep talking? <laughs> no, You've been listening to Vicky's World with Vicky Hawley, John Gracie, Sasha Ellen, Dan Simpson, and me, Talal Karkuti. Find all our socials in the podcast description and give us a follow and say hi, please. We don't bite. The Vicky's World theme song is by, well, all of us. The rest of the music, though, is by Adam Yanotobazovsky. This podcast was mixed by Joe Rumming. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Our gorgeous artwork is by B Watts and our badass logo is by Amber SDF. Find them on Instagram. You won't regret it. Follow Vicky's World RPG on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, and most importantly, Twitch, where we stream live every Thursday at 7 p.m. That's London time. All social medias and links in the description. Thank you so, so much and see you next week. So grab your balls and join the crew down in Vicky's world. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.